Hello and welcome to Baylor Connections, a conversation series with the people shaping our future. Each week we go in depth with Baylor leaders, professors, and more discussing important topics in higher education, research, and student life. I'm Derek Smith, and today we are pleased to visit with Baylor University Provost, Dr. Nancy Brickhouse. Now I could say this at the top of every show we visit with you. It's a busy time at Baylor. It's an exciting time at Baylor. There's a lot going on in terms of growth, new faculty hires, new honors for the university. And it's always fun to get to visit with you on these. Dr. Brickhouse, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Well, we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about, but before I dive into a few I have for you, I'm Curious, uh, if we were to look into your office these days, what are some of the things that we would see front and center as we really get uh, full on into spring? Well, this is February, the end of February, and this is probably the peak of our faculty hiring season. And so we have 185 searches, you know, give or take, you know, five or 10, but we've got a lot of searches going on this year. And we are at the pinnacle of, of making those offers out to faculty. And uh, so that is the that is really the buzz if you hear in my office. That's what people are doing is they're they're working on making these hires. And I have to say, of all the things that we do at Baylor, hiring is probably the most important. A lot of work for sure. When you say that number 185, that uh, that certainly paints a picture. And it's been exciting to see so many of the great hires in the last few years and and to envision uh, who's going to be coming here to Baylor. So let me ask you about that to jump ahead a little bit. Um, you know, this is an exciting time. And as we grow our faculty ranks, um, broad. this is such a broad question, but who's interested? Who, who, who's wanting to come to Baylor these days? Uh, faculty who want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Uh, Baylor is is nationally known. Uh, we are now running with a, a peer group uh, with the R1 designation. Uh, we are sending the signal that we are uh, supportive of research. We're growing our research. We are. We're continuing to grow research at about 30% per year if you look at research expenditures. And so faculty who really want to engage in both our scholarly efforts as well as our commitment to undergraduate students and to be at a Christian university where our purpose is, is a divine purpose uh, is something that I think a lot of faculty find very intriguing and very exciting. And we are getting great candidates as well. I have met more interesting people than you can imagine. That's that's exciting. And, you know, you mentioned R1. We've been, uh, we received that R1 uh, recognition a little over a year ago. How much does that play? Because I know we were getting some really great candidates even before that, because the vision is really what's compelled a lot of people. But how much is that R1 designation? I don't know if it's the cherry on top of the cake or, uh, or you know, what does that look like? It's symbolic, I think. Well, I mean, it's very metric dri driven. So it's kind of funny for me to say it's symbolic. But when it comes to recruiting faculty, I think it's very symbolic of our commitment to research that it's not just words. We're actually doing it. <laughs> We're, and, and that's what I think is, is compelling to them. 
We are visiting with Baylor University Provost, Dr. Nancy Brickhouse. And uh, Dr. Brickhouse, uh, you know, zooming out a little bit, uh, we've talked about a lot of awards, honors that Baylor has, has won over the years. And this spring, uh, we saw another one. Baylor was named a Fulbright top producing institution. And, and the Fulbright name is, is one people know, but maybe not all of the details. I think I would put myself somewhat uh, over the years before learning more in that category. So what does it mean to Baylor to have students and faculty uh, earning Fulbrights for, and what does it mean for an institution to be recognized like that? So the Fulbright is the flagship international exchange program uh, created by the U.S. government and run through the State Department. So it's a signal that your faculty are not only engaged uh, nationally, but internationally. It means that your students have opportunities, not only nationally, but internationally. <laughs> and so to be uh, one of the top producing uh, Fulbright uh, universities in the country, again, um, uh, indicates kind of where you are operating in terms of your international reputation. Um, so if you look at who our peer set is, who are the other universities that also produced 14 Fulbright um, uh, awardees from their student body this year, it puts us in the same category as Tulane, the University of Michigan at Ann Arbor, the University of Minnesota, and Washington University. And if you look at our, our competition within the state of Texas, there's only one university who produced more than we did, and that's the University of Texas at Austin. And so they've now got a, they've now got a bullseye <laughs> on their back because there's nothing I love more than beating the University of Texas at Austin. That sounds that sounds pretty good. In fact, it's funny as you were saying that in my mind, I'm already thinking, well, we're doing that with a fewer, a smaller student body base. And so now that's we can right. go up and get them, uh, get them uh, numerically as well. No, that's good. That is a very good point. We don't have the scale of the University of Texas on a per student basis. We already beat them. But... Already. But let, let's beat them uh, in that uh, numeric total <laughs> as well. I like that. Uh, the competitive spirit here as we visit with uh, Provost Nancy Brickhouse and Dr. Brickhouse, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, the busyness of the season and, and transitions and really over the, uh, you know, the last several months and, and especially galvanizing in recent months, we're seeing uh, transitions in dean's offices across campus. Uh, Dr. Daniel Pack was recently named dean of the School of Engineering and Computer, Computer Science. Um, Baylor's announced impending retirements or transitions in the graduate school, law school, School of Music, and you know we've been blessed with some pretty great leadership in our dean's office uh, here at Baylor, and changes changes change. It can be a transition that's exciting, and also an opportunity for for growth. Even as we say goodbye to some people we've loved. So, how would you describe what this season is like for Baylor in the life of these transitions in dean's offices? Well, we had been very blessed with great leadership here at Baylor, and uh, particularly at the dean level, uh, we we have longstanding deans. Uh, who, um, you know, have made such a huge impact, uh, not only on their college, but on the university as a whole. Uh, so, but, you know, there comes a time when, uh, when they're ready to do something else. And, um, and, and it's healthy for both them as well as the university to begin to find uh, new leadership. So, um, you know, it's on the one hand, sad to say goodbye to some of 
these friends who have, uh, you know, and some of the people that you're referring to, you know, literally have shaped this institution in ways that are really very significant. Um, and it's hard to say goodbye, but at the same time, you know, it's it's always, you know, um, uh, next year will be very uh, busy as we replace some of these dean positions. Uh, but I think it's a great opportunity for Baylor. Dr. Brickhouse, I mentioned the name Dr. Daniel Pack. Uh, he was appointed as dean for the School of Engineering and Computer Science. Could you give us a little 101 on Dr. Pack? Who, who is he and why is he the right fit for Baylor? Uh, so I'm really excited to welcome Daniel Pack. Uh, he starts June 1st. He'll be coming to us from the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Uh, his prior experience was at the University of, Tennessee, of Texas at San Antonio uh, and at the U.S. Air Force Academy. Uh, I think the things that he brings to the position that are particularly intriguing is, first of all, he has strong Department of Defense connections, as does Baylor. And so I think he'll be a, a really key partner in terms of our connections with the, uh, with the defense industry around research as well as education. Uh, but I think even more significantly for me was the fact that this is somebody with a real track record. Um, he has been to two other institutions and in leadership positions, uh, schools not that different from our own engineering and computer science school and made a really tangible difference. And when he was here on campus, I knew he was the right person for the job because I could specifically talk to him about the kinds of things that were on his resume and find out what that was like when he went through it, how he did it. Um, and uh, so I am very, he just comes with a lot of experience and a lot of success. And I think that he's going to be really exactly what we need in, in the in engineering computer science. He also has a very mature Christian faith, uh, comes from a family of uh, ministers. Uh, and so he fits very, very well with our Christian mission. And I think he is very drawn to us for that reason. Well, we're excited to welcome him and, and get to know him. We'll have to have him on Baylor Connections as he gets settled in. I want to ask you, I'm late on this one, but I want to ask you about Dr. Jason Carter. It's been a little, been about a year since he was appointed. He joined this fall. We actually had him on the program last week and really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed visiting with him. So there's a great chance for people to get to know him. But for those who don't, what was it that uh, made him stand out to leave Robbins College? So what was really interesting to me about Jason was uh, his track record in terms of building research uh, he had great experience as a department chair. I actually pay a lot of attention uh, to leadership at that level. Uh, that was his first experience at, at Michigan Tech in a department that's very similar to one of ours in Robbins. Uh, he uh, then went on to uh, Montana State, where he was the vice provost for research and focused on building research across campus. So he has a very interdisciplinary way of thinking about research. He, um, um, he's also just very strategic. I've described him actually as kind of scrappy. Uh, you know, he's looking at how to get the, you know, how to get the job done. And, and I think that he's going to make a big difference. I'll also say he's a very well-funded researcher himself. Uh, and so uh, he's actually bringing with him NIH funding, uh, does work on, on sleep, which is something we have 
uh, going on elsewhere here at Baylor. And so he's got colleagues that he can collaborate with who care a lot about um, the research on sleep and how it affects us physiologically, psychologically, and spiritually. Visiting with Dr. Nancy Brickhouse and, and Dr. Brickhouse as we look ahead to the transitions that will be taking place. When there's a transition at the dean level, what are some of the key factors that goes into a quality search, uh, finding the right people to serve and asking the right questions? What does that look like? Well, uh, I, I spend a lot of time thinking carefully about uh, the search committee because they oftentimes are incredibly important in terms of being able to recruit uh, a great pool. We'll engage a search firm on these deans as well, on these deans for these dean searches as well. Um, and they help us in terms of finding uh, great candidates that might be outside of our own personal networks. And, uh, you know, generating a really great pool is the key. Um, if you can generate a diverse pool, a pool that's committed to our mission, who understand how to um, how how to how to elevate the quality of of academics and research in a college, you know that's what you're really looking for. Uh, if you can generate a great pool, uh, then it becomes a lot easier <laughs> on the on the actual selection process. So um, that's really what's key. Um, so I'm working right now on putting together the search committees uh, and um, we will engage with those firms this spring and we'll be out early in the fall. Uh, that's the other thing. It actually helps if you're out early in the fall rather than late in the fall. Uh, I think it makes a difference in terms of the quality of the pool. So we'll, we'll be proceeding uh, post-haste uh, on, on these searches. Well, we'll uh, wish the best and look forward to seeing the, the fruits of those searches in the months ahead. This is Baylor Connections. We are visiting with Baylor University Provost Dr. Nancy Brickhouse. And Dr. Brickhouse, in the last year, uh, you've added a new member to the Provost's office. It's a familiar name, Dr. Stephen Reed. We've visited with him uh, when he, as he's been on the faculty at Truett Seminary. Uh, he's serving as Vice Provost for Faculty Diversity and, and Belonging. Uh, could you take us inside that role, what he brings, and how this will serve Baylor and our faculty? Well, I, Stephen Reed is just exactly the right person for this role. Um, he has really hit the ground running. As you mentioned, he comes from Truett, and uh, he studies the Psalms, by the way. Uh, but he understands how diversity is important to our overall Christian mission. He understands the importance of uh, us living our faith in a way that supports uh, faculty uh, who, who come here, faculty from all walks of life. And so, um, you know, I think that he's, he's first of all, it's very, he's very involved on the recruiting side. Uh, as we're as we're interviewing faculty, he's helpful to the search committees in terms of and assisting them and assuring that they have diverse um, candidate pools uh, as they hire. And um, he also is very uh, being very proactive in terms of assuring that all of our faculty have a sense of belonging. He's created some interesting, uh, events for faculty. For example, last week um, we had a, a special session in the library on digital humanities. 
that focused on uh, Black History Month and the kind of resources that we have for faculty who are who are doing um, work that's engaged with um, uh, African American history and and other kinds of topics related to that. And so he's working to help faculty find a place here. I sense that there are other people like them that care about the same things uh, and that really embrace the mission of Baylor. So um, anyway, we're we're so excited to have him in the office and and um, and I know we're going to continue to see great things from him. Absolutely. We'll to visit with him in the weeks ahead on Baylor Connections and get Good. to dive in even further. Very exciting as we visit with Dr. Nancy Brickhouse. And another area I want to ask you about is, uh, you know, you talked about our research continues to grow. Um, we, there's been a lot of numbers, you know, 30 uh, percent annually. That's a pretty big, pretty big number. It's a, it's scope and it's the complexity because our faculty are, are, are competing for for bigger and better and more competitive grants and, and they're winning them. So what challenges, what opportunities does that provide for a university and how are we kind of growing with that in serving faculty um, as that scope and complexity grow? Yeah, we really are kind of a university in transition. Um, we're still working on developing all the policies that we need in place to make sure that we're fully compliant with federal regulations. So that is work that's very much underway. You know, there's also, uh, you know, we're also staffing up uh, the research office. There's a national shortage of research staff right now. And so we are working to try to figure out how to be, be more competitive in terms of being able to get research staff that are so important to, so important to help us manage a lot of these federal grants that we're now getting. So, um, you know, we're finding right now that uh, we are making a lot of these positions virtual positions because they don't actually have to be in Waco. And uh, that's helping us in terms of being able to recruit. So, um, you know, we're making good progress. Um, and, and we're, I think uh, we're, we're going to be implementing a new electronic um, compliance and research administration system. Uh, this spring and throughout the summer. Uh, that's also going to help us a great deal in terms of managing these grant proposals. Right now, what we have is kind of, uh, it's very manual. The way that we manage grants, it's like paper folders. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, you know, it, it, it's time to to get more sophisticated in the way that we manage our, our grant, our grant. Uh, approvals. Uh, it, the new system will also allow for greater transparency uh, in terms of the management of the grants. It will also provide some guardrails. There are things that you can't do within the system, and that actually helps us be compliant within federal regulations. So um, it may not sound uh, all that exciting to talk about a new electronic grants and uh, management system, but it's actually really important. Well, Dr. Brickhouse, final couple of minutes uh, in the program here. You know, there is a, a lot of growth, whether it's a new electronic system, whether it's uh, looking at old old uh, policies or ways of doing business. It's, it, it's a lot of change in higher education, really broadly, and certainly at Baylor. Well, what does it mean to you to see people, even uh, with so much going on, pitching in and engaging in that, and I guess you want some flexibility to, uh, to, to drive Baylor forward? 
Well, it just reminds me how committed our faculty and staff are to Baylor and to the mission of Baylor. I think if this were kind of just your, you know, garden variety, public university, some of that change might be a little different. But here, I think people believe in what it is we're doing. They understand the purpose of Baylor. And uh, they're, they're here uh, because they believe in it. And so uh, sometimes that comes with a certain amount of, I mean, change can be painful. Um, and sometimes that, um, you know, change is, 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 can be a challenge. But if you're working for a purpose bigger than yourself, uh, I think that makes it easier to get on board with it and, you know, and even find it exciting at times. I mean, the other thing that's really different about change here at Baylor, then, uh, I mean, a lot of places, the change that people are dealing with is one of constriction uh, or contraction. Here, the, the, the change is coming from growth. I mean, if, if, if you're going to have a change management issue, I'd a whole lot rather be managing growth than, uh, you know, managing contraction. Absolutely. Uh, and so I think that helps as well. You know, it's exciting to see uh, so many uh, exciting initiatives and growth taking place, Dr. Brickhouse. And with that, my final question for you is ask you what you're doing uh, this semester so far. You talked about faculty hiring and recruitment, but Looking ahead, is there anything on the horizon about which you're particularly excited about as we head into late spring or summer? Well, I will tell you that later today I'm going to an awards, uh, a celebration of our recognition as a, a Fulbright top producing institution. So that'll be fun. Uh, tomorrow we'll be recognizing staff who have, who are celebrating milestones uh, in terms of their um uh, their tenure here at, at Baylor. But, you know, the thing that I really look forward to the most is commencement. There's nothing more. I love celebrations. Everybody's in a good mood. But, you know, it also just reminds us why we're here. And, uh, you know, seeing our students walk across the stage, you also get a sense of the, you know, everybody's at graduation, right? <laughs> and so, it gives you a sense of who who our people are, right? Uh, who, 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 what the Baylor community looks like. And uh, so I always enjoy, I enjoy our commencement a great deal. Absolutely, we'll look forward to that and exciting spring uh, leading up to that here at Baylor. Well, Dr. Brickhouse, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for sharing with us today. You bet. Dr. Nancy Brickhouse, Baylor University Provost, our guest today on Baylor Connections. I'm Derek Smith, a reminder, you can hear this and other programs online, baylor.edu slash connections, and you can subscribe to the program on iTunes. Thanks for joining us here on Baylor Connections.